Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to The Secret of Everything. Tonight we have a special guest host, Carol Marie from Strange Days Indeed and Simplicity with Brian and Carol. We also have Richard and Jeremy from the Ghost Paranormal team from Tennessee. Richard is an expert in the paranormal and we are thrilled to have the privilege of talking to him and his team tonight. We will be taking your questions live about paranormal and discussing various investigations of theirs and playing EVPs for your listening pleasure. The chat room will be open tonight and we'll be taking your comments and questions. We will also be giving away a copy of Janet Nestor's book, Pathways to Wholeness, and a crystal point charge with high-frequency energy. As always, you can find us at www.serenitynaturalwellness.com, Serenity Wellness, or Kimberly McGeorge on Facebook, or Serene Wellness on Twitter. On Twitter. And you can also email me at drdr.kim.ste at gmail.com. Dr. Kimberly will be giving class a class in energy technique in Columbus, Ohio, on June 16th. You can type in her name at www at I mean www.accessconsciousness.com for further details. Dr. Kimberly is a natural naturopathic doctor, distant and in-person energy healer, remote viewer psychic, intuitive, medium, herbalist, and has a unique ability to raise your vibration in person or across the country. She is an author of an e-book, The Secret to Everything, The Life You Have Always Desired Now. She is a popular speaker, guest on radio shows, and teacher across the country. And now is Dr. Kim. Hi, Kareem. How are you tonight? I'm just laughing because I think I sound really cool. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm me, which is making me laugh. Sorry, everybody, a little ego there. But how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm trying to catch my whiff for that long intro. <laughs> oh, listen to you. Well, I'm really thrilled. We have so many fun people on this show. I am so excited. I want to welcome Kara. Kara, are you there from... Yes, I am, Dr. Kimberly. Strange Days Indeed, which is an amazing, wonderful, fantastical blog talk radio show. And she also does sometimes or did Simplicity with Brian Chibig and Tara Marie. And are you doing that at all now, Tara, or is it just yours for now? Um, Simplicity is on hiatus right now uh, due to technical difficulties. But I still do my show, which is Strange Days Indeed with Kara Marie. And that's usually on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. But the next couple of weeks, it will be Wednesday after your show at 10 p.m. Eastern. 
I love that. You're so sweet. I have to say myself. Well, I kind of, I mean, would you mind introducing Richard? You know Richard a little better than I do. I think he's wonderful and amazing, and I've enjoyed my conversations with him. But do you mind introducing him since he's a friend oh, of yours? It, or? it would be an honor, too. Okay, okay is she ready it. to bring on? He, I think he's ready to bring on. I'll, I'll open oh, his mic, but I'm, I'm keeping him off until you talk. You have to talk first. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to talk <laughs> about Rich. I'm going to talk about Rich Ruland and Ghost Paranormal for a moment. And let me preface this by saying how awesome and sweet and wonderful this team is. I had them on as a guest on my show last November, and I just fell in love with them. I mean, they have such knowledge of the paranormal. They are so authentic, intelligent, and really, I tell a lot of people, if I have a question about the paranormal, I go to Rich Ruland and his team uh, because they've always been able to give me some really good, solid answers or uh, grounding to go on. Um, so I'm really excited for you for you all to meet them. So they started out as my guests on the show on my show last October, but I, I consider Ghost Paranormal like my friends, like my family. And uh, that's my cat meowing in the background. But without further ado, it is Rich Ruland of Ghost Hunters of Southern Tennessee. Wow. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Cream, to you as well. I think I owe you a check, don't I? Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, he just kind of laid it out there. We're the experts. And then I got Tara coming out here smoothing me up. Wow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we aim to please on the secret to everything. We like to make everybody happy, especially our amazing guests. And I, I have to say to the audience, I would consider myself an expert in the paranormal because, like I said, I've been doing this since I could see and hear. But Richard is just incredible. He is someone that I would feel, and I did feel perfectly comfortable sharing some of my um, intimate questions about the paranormal and some of my personal things happening in my family and in my house. And he is a very compassionate, very straightforward, and very knowledgeable person. So I do encourage you that if you um, check out their website, and we'll talk more about that later, and really um, pay attention to this group because I think they're really going to become well-known in the paranormal world and possibly some other worlds as well. That's just my little intuitive take on things. So, with no further ado, I have a burning question, Richard, and this is myself. I just asked the best questions. <laughs> That's the good part of doing your own radio show. But I was talking to Kara earlier today, and I said, Kara, why, why does Richard do this? Why does Richard do the whole paranormal thing? And I think that's one thing we didn't – we talked about your background, but I don't know if right. I really, you know, got that answer of why do you do this. Well, it's, it's a great question. I think everybody should ask that of a, of a paranormal group. What makes you get in this? Because it really drives, you know, to the, down to the core of why you're doing what you're doing. Mine, personally, was a personal experience. I think that's actually the way it is with a lot of people that get into this. Um, I had uh, my father was a heavy smoker when I was of a younger age. And when he passed on, of course, he was a military man, 31-year career Marine. So everything was an orderly, proficient military manner. Ashtrays went where they went. You could clean them and put them back where they go, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And when he passed, we, you know, cleaned up. My mother and I cleaned up the ashtrays, stacked them up in the counter in the kitchen, came out that next morning. They were back exactly where they were before. Yeah. So that was my start. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's a great start. But so uh, you know, you, got you, got you interested then after that. That got you thinking, or how did it go from you know that to where you are now, where you're you know getting getting notoriety and you're doing all these investigations, and so you've got great, amazing equipment and all. You know, that's just a big jump from that to where you are now. Well, it's again, it's one of those kind of things. I've always been a techie. Um, I think what I what I do I have to say is this: when people make the decision to go into paranormal investigations, there's what I call a paranormal bite. There's something that reaches out and is so dramatic an experience for you that you make a decision at that point of, I need to know why this is going on. I need to delve deeper into this to find out what in the flip is going on, or you back off and go, whoa, I don't even want to talk about that. You know, and that, that's a funny moment happened with me. Um, some years back, I was in my mother-in-law's home in New York State, upstate New York, a very old home, 156 years old, laying on a bed in an empty floor upstairs, you know, going down for the night with my wife and I. We're just going to sleep. And the door next to me, the adjoining room, opened up, hit the bed, closed to a latch. They did it like three or four times. And then I could hear boxes moving in the next room and everything else, and I'm sitting there going, wow. And I'm like, this is crazy. And I'd watched a couple of the TV shows, um, and went out and got a tissue recorder and put it in the room and just started doing an EVP session and left it there. Seven and a half hours later, I'm getting uh, a woman laughing, a man saying, hey, this is a recording device. We've got to be quiet. Um, more boxes moving. So it blew my mind. I'm like, that's it. That's That freaked me out enough to go, okay, uh, let's go. Let's do this. I want to find out what's going on. But there's that, I believe it's called a, I call it a smile and a little nickname. Anybody can borrow it, though. It's called a paranormal bite. It's it's something that really makes it a defining moment. But that defining moment came for me some years ago when I started thinking about doing this. And then just one thing led to another, and one dollar led to another, buying new equipment, and we are where we are now. But it's it's been a crazy ride so far. Wow. And you you founded you founded Ghost Paranormal about January of 2011. Is that correct? Yeah, February 2011. And it's just amazing everything your team has done. Can you kind of give us like a little, like a mini bite of some of the things you've been working on or done as a team in that short amount of time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Any chance we can talk about my team, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> we, we started out, you know, it just is a conceptual idea. You know, a couple of guys got together and say, hey, this would be cool if we did this. And then we started going out together. And at the time, I kind of noticed that I had some abilities, uh, being able to, you know, have communication subconsciously. And, uh, you know, sitting in a room, I could tell you how many are in a room. Um, and I started noticing that Mark, the other founder of the group, um, he has the same type of ability. Um, so it's kind of like, as, as you guys know, it's kind of like a, a battery in a room, you know. <laughs> and, you know, you start feeding these things, and then you get – into some of the bigger, crazier places, you catch some pretty wild evidence. And I've got to say, I've, I've been doing this for a number of years on my own before the group, and I don't think I've ever caught, and, and this sounds like it's bragging, but it's not. It's, I don't think I've ever caught the amount of crazy evidence that this team has caught together. Um, it's brought us to, of course, Strange Days and David Cara Marie. It's brought us to doing a show pilot. Uh, called Southern Ghost, where currently we've, done, we've taped the, the original pilot now. 
We've got our own web series television on called Hunting the Unknown Truth um, on web series on PTVM. Uh, that's on every Thursday at 8 p.m., 8.05 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you know, we're looking at doing a pilot now for possibly a sci-fi show. This is, again, and then, you know, we're on this show tonight. This is a culmination of 15 months. It's It's insane. <laughs> well, and can I break in here a minute? Because Kara and I actually talked about this, and we were, I, didn't we, Kara? We were talking about, um, you know, how quickly you kind of rose, quote, to fame or semi-fame. I think you have a ways to go, and I think you're on your way. But I think it's your, to be honest, and this is a compliment to you, there's, and this is one of the things I preach on on this show all the time, but there's low-vibrating people and there's high-vibrating people. And you can have an amazing paranormal team or any kind of team, actually, or any kind of company, and they can be low-vibrating, and they are not going to get the opportunities that someone like yourself will get because you are just this bright light, and you're, you're such a sweetheart, and you have such a great heart. Thank you. And Thank to you. me, it makes sense that all things good are coming to you and your team. And I think you just operate in integrity, and I think you operate in truth, and, and I think we're seeing, you know, you're seeing the vibrational work from that, because like I preach, as Kara knows, and Kareem knows, and everyone that listens to you know, you attract what and who you are. So that's a testament to who you and your team are, that you have these amazing opportunities. Okay, I'm not going to piss up anymore. I'm done with that. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate thing. that. Yeah, I appreciate but that. I think, I think a lot of you, so... Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we we started actually doing. Um, we we started delving into something I was a little unsure about. A little a little known secret about me as I spent three and a half years as a pulpit minister for the Church of Christ. Um, I started delving into reaching out for people reaching out to us for help on on cleansings of homes, and we had never really done that before. I wasn't honestly sure if we were capable. So I nosedived into it because we had a client came to us and said, I need you guys, I need you all to help us with this. I mean, I understand you need to find out what you're dealing with and, and get some evidence behind what you're dealing with, but I need it gone. And I've actually reached out to uh, a couple of the, you know, the, the you know, the paraclergy, so to speak, out there to try to get help for this family, and I, I never really got a good response from anyone. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, well, <laughs> I got I got to do this. So I started researching online and started pulling together, you know, casting out ceremonies, binding ceremonies, and and put one together. And I came out to this house, and and everything I fully believe, everything has a lot to do with what you put into it. And mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the investigation, I knew what we were dealing with. It, it wasn't anything demonic. It was just stupid, nasty, and childish. <laughs> and it was easy to get rid of because it was attached to the property. It was obvious because when these people left the home, it still was extremely active. So it was attached to the home. And we actually were able to cast them out and then bind the home, which and it's still to this day, four and a half months later, five months later now, absolutely worry-free. This poor lady was having to sleep in her car when her husband went to work because oh. they were driving her completely insane. Mm. So, wow. you know, we did that, and then I check up on her probably weekly, just, you know, hey, how's everything going? Hey, it's <laughs> You know, everything's great, everything's great. I actually sleep in my own bed now and, and those are the kind of things you look at. Yeah, you you look at the T V show pilots and you you know, and, and even you know, great radio shows like yours and Kara's and just yeah, that's wonderful, that's great. But then you get somebody who does this and you know, they mm-hmm. offer you the opportunity to do something for them 
And I get, uh, no offense to anyone, but I get actually more success of knowing I was able to help them than it would be getting my own show. Because that will carry me forward for a very long time. And since that time, we've actually had three additional cleansings and bindings that have all been completely clean since the day we did them. So that to me brings a lot of satisfaction. I just want to put that out there. I just, I think it's extremely important for the groups in this world that do what we do to remember that help should never come with a bill. And you need to be able to reach that. out to the people. You don't charge for that. You don't charge. There is no charge for that. You haven't charged for a house clearing. I'm sorry. I can understand you. I'm sorry. Do you, do you charge for a house clearing? Oh no 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 no! We never charge. That's what that's what I that's our mission statement. Is that help never comes with a bill? Okay, I just wanted to make sure that everyone understood what you were saying. So so you don't yeah. you don't charge. Yeah, for we that. do not charge for cleansings, investigations, nothing like that. No. Now, do you do those long distance at all, or is that just in person? Do you prefer to go to the house and do that? Have you experimented at all with, you know, a distant cleansing? No. I haven't. Everything I've done is I've done in in person because um, I don't I don't know if I'm that good. Uh, you know, I can I can be very boisterous and very commanding and demanding in person, but mm-hmm. you know, and that goes a lot to you know the entities and then regaining ownership for the house owners and you know sure. demanding you know in their stead that you get out now, you know, and that that works for me being in person because I'm just a loud guy anyway. <laughs> really? You loud? I'm shocked, Richard. What, one of the things when I used to do house clearings, which I don't do a lot anymore, is that I thought was important was I always taught that homeowners, which is so funny that you say this because they're like grown people, sometimes a lot older than I was, and I was teaching them, you, you kind of briefly alluded to this, but to take back authority in their own home, and I understand that you standing in this like a surrogate or standing in there. Dead, but do you teach then the homeowners? Because I think that's an important part of keeping your house clean. Not that I practice it very much, and somebody else on this call doesn't practice it very much either. But okay, you know, taking authority in your own home, I think that's important to keeping a clean house. Would you agree with that? Or learning that you actually have authority over your own home, I guess. Well, yeah, I do agree with that. There's a couple of things, though, that, that I'd like to make people very clear about that I believe are the three rules. Now, we, we've all had, I think the three people on the phone right now uh, have had experience <laughs> in the paranormal at home. Um, but here's the thing, folks, people listening, let me give you the three rules of paranormal investigations. One, don't use Ouija boards in your own home. Two, don't do seances in your own home. Three, don't investigate in your own home. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Why not? Tell us why not on that one. I get the first two, so explain why well, you don't think you fit in. <laughs> here's the thing. You're, you're probably very well. You're probably very well versed in how to close a conversation. The problem that a lot of people have is, is that they open that doorway and they ah. don't know how to close it. Okay? okay. When you're inexperienced in this, you can open the door very easily, but being able to close that door is a whole other situation. So when they open up a course of dialogue, not monologue, but dialogue, you open that door and don't know how to close it. You're very experienced. You know, Kara's experienced. She knows how to handle that situation at home. But for the people that may be listening to this, they're really just starting to delve into it and, oh, hey, things are going on in my home. 
the best thing you could do is call a professional, get a team out there to realize what's going on for you, and have them either, A, do it themselves to get the stuff out of the home or get somebody that can help you out with that because you don't want to become the target of an attack. Wow. That's true. That's good. Go ahead. Dr. Kimberly, can I I interject right here and and say a a little something? Uh, (laughs) As you know, the, the week or so before my mother died, there was a lot of paranormal activity at this mm-hmm. house, and something here was bothering me. It was being quite menacing, and I, I consulted with you about it. I also consulted with Rich Ruland about it. And actually, midnight, the night my mother died, I didn't realize she was passing away at the same time. I was on the phone with Rich Rulin saying, there is something going on in my house. There is something, you know, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. And he was so kind. It was, you know, it was a Sunday night, and he was on the phone with me at midnight and at 1230 having this emergency powwow 911, I mean, not 911 call, but emergency powwow call. And he was setting me up with, uh, you know, help if I felt like I needed it. And certainly at the time, I really did feel like it. Of course, in the morning when I found out my mother passed away, everything kind of changed. And, um, you know, it it kind of started to make sense, some of the things that were going on. So knock on wood, it's been really quiet here, you know, as quiet as my house gets. But it's been really quiet here uh, the past few weeks. But I do want to let people know that, You know, he is so kind, and he was one of the first people I called, and definitely when I needed help, he was the one I called when I was like, okay, I need somebody in here. Because, uh, Rich, you're extended, you're connected to a vast network of Mm -hmm. paranormal teams and and priests and such, aren't you? Yes, it's called PAST. Yeah, that's the name of the community, it's called PAST. And um, we we probably have now 53 teams. the 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 way you get into this group is uh, you're very very uh, once over so to speak you're given uh, a pretty decent examination of who you are as a team what you bring to the table to be able to help people that need us um, you know what unique things your team also brings in your integrity level and uh, I mean I'm a former police officer um, so is a gentleman who runs past. And, you know, he really is very, very – he handles a lot of due diligence in the process of accepting a team or not. He has turned a lot of teams away. And he actually approached us when he went to our website and, and read some of our stuff and listened to some of our evidence and, you know, things of that nature. Him and I conversed for about an hour. And he said, you know, I really could use a guy, a team that can, you know, can be there for people. It's a level you hasn't been there so far. And, of course, we jumped on the opportunity to be part of a community like that. But in that community, there are people that are clergy. There are people that, you know, live close enough to, to Canada that I could say, hey, I need to go here, and they'll do it. Nice. nice. You know, and that's and what that, we really need in this. And that was such a blessing to know that, to know at 1230 at night when I was talking to Richard Ruland, even though he couldn't be there in person with me, he was connected to a network of trusted individuals who could physically come here. And, you know, he and you, Dr. Kimberly, have taught me a lot about 
having authority in my home, having my husband have authority in the home, not over me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> over most of the energies in the home. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to stand up for Timmy and say I'm not sure she takes all of that either. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I think what's important, you know, on the final note to the whole thing, I think what's important, and I do, and do instruct everybody that, that has issues at their home, is I instruct them to have a monologue. Because the monologue is not really listening for an answer. It's telling you how it is. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to leave me alone. You're going to go away. Don't bother me now. Leave my kids. I mean, whatever it takes to have them understand you're in charge and you're not listening to another answer. And that does help a lot. But it doesn't open you up to... Any kind of, you know, any kind of retort or any kind of an attack, you know, they, they just don't have that opportunity. So, Thanks, yeah, it doesn't really happen. my next question, Riz. Now you're going to yell at me, so you can't yell at me. Yep. I'm not going to yell at you, I promise. <laughs> yes, you are, believe me. wouldn't hear my question. So there's this new thing I've been, gosh, I'm like the worst example <laughs> for everybody. Oh, wait till you hear my question. It's so funny. Um, not really, but anyway. And and I do I do want to give a caveat. I just want to say to everybody, I take this maybe it seems too lightly. I actually don't. I'm actually very experienced, and I usually know what I'm doing. But I'm also terribly and horribly curious, and I love to learn. So sometimes that takes me places that you should shouldn't go. So I'm saying don't try this at home. But anyway, now that I've said that, have you heard of the technology by digital dowsing called ITT? Are you familiar yeah. with that, Chris? Yeah. What do you I've... think of that? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I haven't delved into too many different technologies, or, or not even so much technology, but techniques. Um, I really haven't. We, we've, we've done so well, and, and we do things. See, our team does real-time EVPs. So as we're doing oh, okay. an investigation, yeah, as we're doing an investigation, we're actually listening to the EVP as it goes down. So if we have an opportunity to have a communication with someone or something, we will. And that's kind of on the same type of thing, but well, we've been doing this for a very long time. More like an ob- ovulus, so it's more of that back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, kind of, I guess. Well, you know, yeah. it's more of that real-time, quote, conversation, if you buy into that. But I was playing around with that, I won't say when, recently, and I was like, I mean, my mouth, I mean, I don't think things can make my mouth drop, but... I guess what bothers me about that, I had a very interesting conversation, which I'm not going to go into because it's not important what the conversation was, but, I mean, it was definitely, my name was used, specific details were used, the radio show was actually talked about, interestingly enough. Wow. And I know. <laughs> but here was my, here's my issue. Here's what always bothers me. I can feel the energy, so I know that it was not, I'm just going to be blunt here, demonic. I knew it right. wasn't demonic, but just because it's not demonic, and I think you would agree with me, and Carol would agree with me, doesn't mean it's this great positive energy that I should be sitting around chit-chatting with either, if that makes any sense. So there's Absolutely. a lot of levels between blatantly demonic and angelic, you know, messenger from God type things, obviously. So right. how would, I mean, do you think that's something that even me, and I know you don't know everything about me, but I, I, I've got to tell you, Rich, I am extremely experienced, and I've worked with law enforcement on occult crimes, and I've done exorcisms. When I was very young, I was put in a position. If you are put in a position where you are with someone when they're, and it's you and them, and they're possessed by a demon, I'm telling you, Rich, you learn how to exercise things really fast because you don't have a lot of choice. So 
I've just been yeah. in some crazy situations in my life. And no, do I go out and seek it? No, I don't. But I've been in the situation where it's just had to be taken care of. And because my dad, as a lot of you know, was a pastor, and I understand spiritual authority, I was able to do it, you know, praise God. But to make a long story short, do you think that's a bad thing for me to do, I guess, Liz, to have conversations um, yeah, I think using the obelisk, the only challenge I have with using an obelisk um, is that I, I listen to the inflection of the conversation ah. to be able to make some determinations. So we use real time because if I got a little kid, you know, a little kid's voice or a female whisper or a man, I listen to the tone because the way I look at it is it may be strange to some, but the way I look at it is how you were in life is how you are in death. So if you're a jerk in life, you're going to be a complete jerk in death. And I'll know whether or not if I even need to converse with you based on how you're approaching me in EVP. So as I'm listening to the yeah, see, so as I'm listening to EVP, if I got something like uh, one of the EVPs you're going to play tonight, um, you listen to that EVP, and you can tell, and forgive me for lack of a better expression, you can tell that's a, that's a little booger right there. That's a little nasty guy. That's something nobody really needs to have a lot of conversation with. You don't need to feed him at all. Um, so I use that as kind of a determining factor. Even when we do walkthroughs in homes, I walk through using my digital recorder running real time with my earphones in, and I'll be able to determine based on, you know, what I'm hearing from the entities, how they're answering me, you know, how they approach me, because it's it's really it's it's obvious when you start talking to them, like, the one we had in the Hell's Bar where the nail got scratched across the cement. Okay, that's that's wow. an intimidation factor. Yeah, that's an intimidation wow. factor. That's that's a demon going, hey, look, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the only one of two places in the longest time I've ever actually had encounters with, with demonic activity. And I'm actually going tomorrow to with Mark to uh, a private home. There's something that actually has been uh, said to be demonically possessed that we are going to uh, attempt to exercise. Um, again, because I can't get clergy out in my area um, that's able mm-hmm. to handle it at the time. So it's going to be interesting there as well. But, you know, it's, it's we use that for that reason. It's it's really kind of our way of testing the waters. But the obelisk, you don't know. The obelisk just runs off that's the dictionary. True. Oh, I like that. That's a great yeah. point. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so you, point. Don't, you go don't ahead. really know what you're dealing with. And and with me, we've been in enough nasty situations <laughs> And I like to know what I'm dealing with. I mean, I can tell when, you know, when I'm in the middle of a demonic possessed area or a demon's come up on me, it's like you said, the energy completely goes away. There's nothing. When I walk into a room and can feel the hairs on my arm stand up, I'm okay with that. It's when right. I don't. <laughs> you know, it's when I don't. It's when I start telling you, you, go ahead, you need to go ahead and leave. You need to go ahead and leave. You know, and get some of the people I feel are weaker in spirit out of the room or out of the building even. Um yeah, you know, and just, you know, I'm not going to have them become demon fodder, uh, so to speak. So I do use and, that for that reason. And, Richard, um, I know that you have talked about race, and I can't pronounce yes. race. <laughs> it's so hard for my tongue to pronounce. <laughs> but could you could you give the audience a little, exam- I mean, a description about what a race is? Because I honestly didn't know anything about them until you talked to me about it. Well, yeah, um, you know, the race based on research I've done, uh, there are there are approximately 10 levels of race. Um, usually when you deal with something that's a little young, a um, little inexperienced, a little less powered, something in the one, two, and three category of levels, 
they're the ones that really like to try to scare you, um, you know, appear out of nowhere, pop up in a corner, you know, because that's what they can really do. When you get to four, five, and six, it's usually when they start scratching. Um, oh. And a lot of people go, oh, that's demonic. No, not really. Um, that's that's a race. That's a, well, the Bible even calls them familiars. Uh, you oh. know, the vampire movies use familiars a lot as a terminology. So, you know, like spirits, familiar spirits. And uh, they're, they're dark. They're not exactly, uh, they're not demonic, but they're not human. Um, and actually, at one time, based on some of the research I've read, they were human entity spirits at one time, but they're not now. So, you know, they, they just get, as they get older, they get stronger. And uh, as they get to level 8, 9, and 10 is when they start doing a lot of damage. They start going from being a physical manipulator, scratches and whatnot, to being a mental assassin. They start going into the ability to be able to, you know, alter your your thought process, make you think things, get paranoid, and those are the uh-huh. examples that I've seen. So, you know, you, you just need to, again, that's what we do is we go into a home or a building, we grade it based on what we think we're dealing with. But that's the experience I've had in research I've come across. And what's funny is we actually put a poll up on our website. I think this is interesting. We put a poll up on the homepage of our website that allows you to choose what you think people in our industry deal with the most. Now, I have human entities or human spirits, demons and race, a mixture of both, and so on. I think I have four choices under now. It is so funny how widespread the answers are. And it does it by states in coloration. It's hilarious. But they're so I way off. I took that call. I took that call. I don't remember what I said there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and if people go to www.ghost-paranormal.com, they can see the website. Scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see the the poll, and it says, what type of beings do you think ghost hunters encounter most often during investigations? The choices are demons, race or familiars, human spirits, Mixture of both the second and third answer are all of the above, and it'll show you what people think. Uh, now, I answered a uh, mixture of both the second and the third, which is race and human spirit. So it's really interesting to see what parts of the country are answering, because it seems kind of almost regional when you look at certain sections, you know. Yeah. There, there are certain states that are like human spirits, human spirits, and then there's uh, the mixture of both the second and the third answer seems to be really strong as well. What's funny is when you ask people, I've actually talked to people who've been to the website, and I said, you know, I said human spirit. I asked them a question. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah, why would a human spirit scratch you? And they really, you know, they well, how can mm-hmm. they scratch you? They they really don't have an answer. So it's, most of the time, it's usually just a lack of education. But you know, you've got shows out there. I'm going to pick on them for a second. You got shows out there that are that are television shows that are dealing and delving out incorrect information and giving people a very false sense of security that this is a snap breezy business to be in. That you're mm-hmm. this is super cool and you know, no problems, no worries. Like you need to think again. rock stars. A lot of them try to act like rock stars. I mean I'm friends with them on Facebook, so I see them on my news feed, and they're always, like, taking these photos and trying to be all edgy. Yeah. 
Well, you well, know, the I thing is, it's – go ahead. No, oh, I was just going to say really quick. You know what, though? I mean, some of that lightheartedness is actually a lie because when you've read their books that they've written, and I don't know if we're talking about the same people, but when you really know some of the more personal – and I'm friends. <laughs> I have, like, semi-close associations with some of the huge, huge people in the industry. I'm, I mean, they're best friends with some of these guys, and they hang out with them. And they're actually very tortured. And some of them have been kind of public about their private lives and how their private lives have been severely affected in a negative way. They've lost right. friends and girlfriends and wives and um, yep. people they love because of this. That's serious stuff. That's called paying a price. And, you know, they've chosen to pay it and they've chosen to continue doing what they're doing. But I think there's, I hate to say there's a right way and a wrong way because I'm all about creativity and out-of-the-box and no-box thinking. So I hate to use the words right and wrong, but there are certain quantum laws of the universe that are irreversible and put in stone. And some of these spirit things, maybe we don't know everything about them, but there's a road to take, which is Rich has been kind of saying, that can lead you just really a crazy, kind of scary, risky way. And then there's a way to respectfully and maturely um, go about some of these things. Would you not agree? Yeah, I would agree. The ones I worry about are the ones that tell people things that are inaccurate. Um, you know, we had, uh, briefly, I'll just say this, we, we have my phone number, is, team cell phone number is on the website, on the home page. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's designed for people to be able to reach out to us in case of emergency or, you know, hey, I got a question about a tour you guys are doing. You know, when a particular TV team did Hell's Bar Dam, hmm. And 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 <laughs> people in Tennessee are very proud of their states and very proud of their history. So at the end of the show, when they delivered the evidence, it was so completely inaccurate to the history of the building. They even actually made a lot of mistakes on camera about the history Gosh. of the town. And then they go along talking about how everything there is completely residual and nothing there is going to hurt you. Wrong. Um, the same, yeah, same property that I had a guy shoved across his shoulder six feet on because the dark entity shoved its way out of a door through him and shoved him back six feet across his floor and his shoulder. A building that all of us and our team have been scratched in. So to say wow. that nobody's going to get hurt is inaccurate. To say everything there is residual really ticked off a lot of people in Tennessee that investigated this place. Because I'm getting phone calls from fans and even people who haven't even become fans yet going, hey, you guys need to get back out to Hell's Bar Dam and you need to right the wrong because that was wrong. And, I mean, we had people incensed because of the <laughs> inaccurate information they were delving out. So it's, it's you know, we need to all take a real, real thought about the information we're delivering. Oh, and I call that respect. I have my own little phrases that say, you know, and you can borrow this if you want. I'm <laughs> you. But um, I call it respecting the energy, seriously, the historical energy, the energy of the property. I am all about, and not just the energy of good or bad, anything there, but I mean the little historical, you know, the people that have, you know, sweat, blood, and tears, you know, the historical energy and integrity of the property. I am so big on that. I really think there's a respect and that you owe it to the owners and the property and the history of the land. Right. And to get it right. So I, right. I that's what I meant about you guys. That's why you guys are so awesome. I think we have a caller that has a question for one of us, I imagine it's probably 
you. Um, her name is Kim. She's calling from area code 320. Kim, do you have a question or a comment for our guest or one of us? Hi. Yeah, actually I do. Um, I am going to be moving, and I was wondering if you have any tips or you can help me in any way. To, I want to find somewhere safe and somewhere that I'm not going to have negative energy or possibly any kind of haunting or anything, because I have watched some of them shows that you guys were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm kind of nervous to just go and buy something. Am I going to be able to trust my intuition? Uh, I don't know who the equation is really aimed at, but I'll go ahead and jump in. I, I think what you need to look at on something like this, um, it depends on, uh, forgive me, but here's the reality. It depends on, on where you're moving. Like if you were moving to Tennessee, um, good luck. Uh, or not finding a place that doesn't have something going on because, I mean, Tennessee is, I mean, I'm being honest, Tennessee is, is founded on a bed of quartz and limestone, which quartz being a hard drive and limestone being the generator. It, it'll stay here. I mean, it's 250 to 300 years worth of energy that isn't going to go away anytime fast. And here's, unfortunately, the stark reality of the actual ratio. For every, and I had a guy that's been doing this for 35 years that was a retired NASA scientist tell me this. For every hmm. living human being, there are 50 entities. Wow, so I believe it. So if you look at the math, uh, the estimated life cycle of most people even 200 years ago being about 50 years old, 250 years with a shelf life for 300 years with a shelf life out of our spiritual energy, that math makes sense. <laughs> so it's something to really look at heavily. I mean, it's just crazy, but it's true. Well, and so, Tim, I'm going to jump in now because my daughter, my oldest daughter is a crazy medium, high-level intuitive. And, have you ever watched that show, Ghost Whisper at all, Tim, or caught any of it? Um, which show? It's called Ghost Whisper. Have you ever oh. watched that show? Yes, yes. I used to watch that all the time. Okay. Well, it's funny because people are like, oh, that's fiction and that's garbage. You see spirits everywhere. I am here to testify, and I only see, well, it's actually bumped up. I see more now than I ever have. I see about 70% of the time. But my daughter sees and has seen since birth 100% of the time. And I am telling you, sweetheart, every place is haunted. Not every place is haunted all the time. I mean, I see spirits standing in the middle of the street still, you know, and I have to drive through them. And it's really, that messes with your mind, you know. But my daughter, you know, they're everywhere. We'll be driving down the street in um, some of the older historical districts of our home, but she'll be like, See that sitting in the window? You see that sitting on the porch? You see that? I'm like, no, I'm not you. I only used to see like 40, 50% of the time. I'd be like, no, I'm not you. Just keep rubbing it in. But everywhere, and I told this story a couple weeks ago on the show. I mean, I walked into Kroger, modern day Kroger, and I encountered something five feet in the door that scratched me. And, you know, be that what it may, but I mean, I know they know who I am. I know they know I can hear and see them. But that's beside the point. They're still there. You know, they're everywhere. They're in grocery stores, they're in parking lots, they're outside, they're inside, they're in historical spots, they're in graveyards, you know, they're, they're, they're everywhere. But I will say this, the places, and I, I think Chris and Carol will agree with me, but when there have been horrible, horrible crimes committed or evil, evil things, that, that evil energy, the laws of the universe, like attracts light, that negative and dark vibration is going to attract the darker, lower-level entities that Rich has talked about and even demonic spirits. Because it's 
comfortable for them. They're comfortable in that vibration. And, again, the, the brighter places that have had happier things and happier times will attract less of that. So that's one way. I mean, I think one way you can avoid some of that is moving to a new house. You're, you're going to avoid you, – you have to research the land, but you don't have to, like, research necessarily the house. But you can do research like they do on that. I'm not a big fan of this show, but what's the show? Do you guys know what it's called? I forget the name of it. Was it the girl who's the medium and the police officer, and they go around and do their thing? Well, they do, you know, a lot of historical research, more than any of the other shows, on the land and on the house. And um, I think it's important to do that if you're really concerned. But I think more importantly than even wasting your time researching is maybe getting a hold of Rich or Carrie and just talking to us about, how to bless your home, there's ways to bless your home and protect your home, and there's ways to take complete authority and deal with anything that would ever come up, too, which gives you complete freedom. Because I'm all about infinite possibility every second and all the time. So I hate to restrict you to where you should move or live. But that's my two cents. Sarah, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I'll I'll just add on to it. Um, I would say don't get too paranoid thinking that you're absolutely going to move into a home that – ghost adventures would bust into any moment (laughs) i think that you have um you have a sense of of intuition as we all do um if you go on a property and chills go up your spine and you don't feel good there obviously don't put a down payment on it uh second all you know you'll feel the energy whenever i go looking for a new apartment or that i'm constantly trying to feel the energy and it's not even on a deep level you don't have to do it on some yoga level it's just common sense uh, and also, I'm a big believer, and I know Rich and, and Kimberly are too, I'm a big believer in prayer. If if you pray and ask God, if you believe in God or, you know, the universe, what have you, if you pray that you'll be attracted to a good, wonderful home, I believe that that will work out and that will protect you. And third of all, when you do move in, um, I strongly recommend, you know, getting in touch with one of us or, or going on the Internet, looking up how to bless your home because it can be a wonderful thing to do to get away any residual energy. Like let's say the previous owners went through a, a big illness and they went bankrupt and they lost their house within two years. There might be some still some negative energy from that. Um, and you know, to get it blessed is kind of like clearing out the energy and starting over. So I think that that would be your best bet. But I do want to say don't get too paranoid. I do believe that you do have the sense and that you'll feel it in your gut if it's good or not. I don't think you'll be attracted to, like, the Charles Manson house. So hope, I hope that helps. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank I, you. Thank you. You all have, have been very helpful. At him really quick that I thought of while Kara was talking. Um, one thing, I'm a big believer, again, because of the vibration in crystals. So one thing I do, and this is my thing, people might disagree with me, but all my girls have a coarse crystal, and that's actually because I do want to develop their psychic ability, so that's on purpose. And they have amethyst crystals for protection and prosperity in all of our homes. So I believe that crystals can absorb a lot of that negative energy, and then if you clean out your crystals, that's one way of dumping it. You can just keep that in mind, or maybe you can look it up at the internet, on the Internet. But the other thing that's kind of weird, but, again, everything is energy. Everything is solid is energy. Everything invisible is energy. We're, everything is energy. Because everything is energy, we can interact with that energy. 
So one of the things that you can do, which sounds kind of crazy, but just kind of think on it, is you can walk in a house or walk on a property, and you ask the energy. You're not asking the house like it's a living thing, but the energy is living, and you ask the energy, would you like me to live here? And it's always better, or you could ask the car, would you like me to buy this? Or you could ask things when you go to the store, if I buy you, are you going to make me money? So there's lots of things where you can start playing around with the energy because everything is a living, pulsating energy. But that's as hard as you do. It kind of throws your energy out, and you can kind of grit it against the energy of whatever you're, you're attempting to move into or buy because it's all, again, about compatibility. And I agree with Tara. Most people know where they feel good. You know, I walked in my house, and I, I knew I was going to live there. Well, because I saw myself living there, which is a little different, but kind of the same thing. So just play around with it and have fun with it and make it an adventure instead of, like, a scary thing. Great, great. You guys have all been very helpful, wonderful advice. Um, one more quick thing. Now, something I don't want to bring, I've had some negative stuff um, bad things happen here where I'm at and a traumatic event. So I don't want to bring any of the negative with me when I move. Is there a good way to do that? Leave so, it here. <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll jump in. If, there, if you ladies don't mind, let me jump in real quick. Psalms. If you read the Bible, Psalms. Okay. Um, you know, that that is a, a very comforting portion of the Bible. Here's the trick to negative energy. If you bring positive energy to it, it'll save away. Eventually, it'll save very far away. So it really feeds, negative energy feeds off negative energy. So if you're bringing it stuff, it's going to feed off of it. If you, you know, it, a lot of it has to do with your positive energy. If, if you're, you know, you know, working through it and you know, life's good, and again, I don't mean to be preachy, but, you know, reading the Bible, reading the Psalms, that'll bring you into a better place in your heart. Your energy will change. It will be positive, and the negative stuff will not be comfortable. Great. And that's that's a very important part of it is, is changing the energy, your personal energy. If things are turning around for you from a bad spot, dwell dwell on that. Dwell on how great things have become. Feel that in your person, and that will change your energy as well. And just make it positive, and that will help a lot. Great. Great. Thank you guys so much. Well, let me say one more thing. I'm sorry to jump in, but I, I totally agree with him. That was absolute truth. That was beautiful. Um, raise your vibration, which he said. I'm just saying it a little differently and more bluntly. If you raise your vibration, not only will negative entities fall away, but all positive things will start to come to you. And I'm going to use this two-minute opportunity to plug my, my e-book. This came out on Amazon yesterday. It's free all day today. You can download it for free on any electronic device or onto your computer. So um, I don't know if you have Twitter, but I'm Serene Wellness on Twitter, and I've been posting the link to that. If you email me at the address that Kareem gave, and it's a new email, so I don't have it memorized, it's my Gmail account, and Kareem can give it again maybe if he has it there in a second. But um, you can download my ebook, and it's called The Secret to Everything Manifesting Life You Desire Now. And that will teach you, as Karen knows because she's read it, it'll, it'll give you a lot of tips on how to raise your vibration. So not only will you never ask this question again, but more and more amazing things will start to show up in all areas of your life. So if you're at all interested in that, you might want to check that out. Kareem, do you have my email address? Can you read that really quick? Kareem? Kareem? 
if we posted the link to it in the chat room, would you be able to look in the chat room, Kim? Um, yeah, I I could do that, and I will find okay, it. Okay, because it's it's free until midnight tonight. So t- today is your lucky day to just to go out there and get it. Uh, so one of us will post the link in the chat room, and as I said. Um, well, as Kimberly said, I've read it. I've read it about four or five times now. But I do want to give you some encouragement. I know that you said you went through some negative situations and traumatic events where you're currently living. Yeah. I just want to let you know that um, this year, uh, two months ago, I lost a close friend to a sudden stroke, and she was very young. And then uh, a few weeks ago, my mother suddenly died. She suddenly passed away without warning. So, you know, I've been through, I've been going through, like, a high-level grief this year, obviously, but I've really held on to um, some of the advice that Richard and and Dr. Kimberly just gave to help manifest the positivity, because I know that when you're in those hard situations, it's really hard to trick your mind and your soul to get out of it, because it's like you kind of want to stay there, even though it feels so awful. So I've been working on bringing the positivity back to me. And as I bring the positivity back, more and more of the negative situations go away. So I I just want to encourage you with that. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Sometimes it is hard to quiet the mind and do what you need to do, but I'm still working so hard on it. And I appreciate all your inspirational advice. I'm going to say one more thing. I know we're not doing readings, Kim, but if you're... Be quiet, Kara. It's irresistible. I can't help it. You have an absolute beautiful energy, and you be quiet, Kara. And you have, I just think you have an amazing purpose in this life, and pursuing that, I don't know if you're actively have found what that is, but um, you have a big thing to do, and you have a great energy, so I just wanted to say that. Oh, thank you. That is so sweet, so kind. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it so much. You added so much to our show. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, thank you. Bless you all. Thank you. Bless you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, let me talk to Kareem now that he's not screening callers. I always forget. I give him too many jobs. Kareem, can you post that link to my free? I'm like, Kareem, Kareem. Kareem, thank you. Yeah, that was Kara's idea. So, um, yeah. if, you, if you post the link in the chat room, the listeners uh, can just click on the link while they're there and go directly okay. to it. It should open in a new window, so it shouldn't stop the show. Um, so oh, I, I think okay. I think that would just help people get there. But I tell you, Dr. Kimberly, tonight yeah, is the night. Tonight is the night for people to call in because we have three powerhouse talkers here, Richard and you and me. And so uh, if anybody Maybe wants to call in. them not to call in because you have three powerhouse talkers. <laughs> Forget about talking Richard, and that's hard, I have a feeling. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We have another <laughs> caller. Since we're on the caller, I'm going to sneak in another caller, and then I want to get to some of the EVPs and some of the more specifics. I want to talk to them about some of their investigations. But, um let me see if I can get the name Guthrie from area code 902. Do you have a comment or a question for any of us? Uh, yes, hi. Uh, this is Guthrie. Uh, hi. hi I, I just wanted to call in, uh, speaking as a math major from Dalhousie University, 
Um, I'm actually wow. quite interested in some of the intersection possibly between paranormal activity and string theory. Um, one of the things that uh, a lot of physicists right now are talking about is the possibility that parallel universes may in fact be overlapping with our own, and gravity that may actually be leaking through. And um, so one of the things I've been looking for um, during my paranormal investigations is I've been taking a random number generator to haunted sites and basically wow. using yeah and basically using it to try to uh, uh, to try to capture evidence of ghosts uh, in a way that might actually shut the skeptics up once and for all. Wow. Yeah, I have so who to respond? Well, I have so much to say about that. I'm speechless, and I'm going to go a little out there. And I do not share this very often, and I'm not going to go into detail because it'll start a firestorm. But okay. I am with you. I absolutely believe there are multiple parallel universes. How do I know? Because I have been in one. It's a story that I have a witness. It wasn't just me. It was somebody else. There's no conceivable explanation for it. I've talked to other people that have had similar experiences, so I'm not, I'm not completely crazy. I'm just slightly crazy. But I totally buy into that theory. I, I don't even think it's a theory. I know it's a fact, and I've received information from where I receive information that it's a fact. So I definitely think that's something to explore. Now, I don't remember which program I was watching, and we talked about this on a past show, but I was watching one of the major ghost shows, I almost want to say it wasn't Ghost Adventures. It might have been Ghost Hunters. But they went to, like, a nuclear Russian place where it was all bombed out. And he he didn't tell the story on air, but I heard it somewhere else. Um, He tells the story that he saw somebody up in the window when they were outside of the building. And um, what they didn't tell on the air was when they zoomed in on the person, it was him. It wasn't like him in different clothes. It was him in the same you know, I mean, it wasn't like someone in Russian clothes that looked like him, like a ghost. It was him. It was like a solid figure, him. So that, to him, said that they were parallel, obviously parallel, you know, you know obviously parallel universes that they were capturing on, you That's know, a uh, different time, even if it was like 10 minutes before or 10 minutes after. It's just an interesting thought to think about. Well, Kim, that was yeah. Destination Truth. Oh, yeah, was that, you're right. That's it. You're right. Okay, sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah. The, anyway, I, what I was wondering was, what, uh, was whether or not I could get permission to post a link in the room uh, that basically links to the results of my, ongo- of my, uh, of my experiment so far. Uh, the results have been statistically significant uh, to 2.54 standard deviations, uh, which basically indicates that it's odds of roughly about a 1 in 90 of happening by chance to tail. So in other words, there's something going on. Wow. Can, can, I, can I interject for a minute? Can I interject for a minute? Sure. Is that okay? Uh, first of all, uh, congratulations for that because my brain's already burning up smoke just trying to listen to all the theories about this. <laughs> I, I, looked at it, I looked at it from a different tact. It's a very scientific approach. What I look at it and just trying to support your theory uh, a little further is, you know, I've often wondered myself during these investigations, you know, when you first start doing these, they're kind of like, oh, cool, this is cool, this is cool. Then you start delving into it a little bit deeper and you start going, wait a minute. What do we look like to them? Are we possibly the ghosts? They think we see, you know, we the the ghosts to them. Is it, you know, how do we look to them? I mean, it's, I started looking at these kind of possibilities some time ago. When you get bored of hearing the same thing or doing the same thing, you start looking at other alternatives, and you know that's one of them. You know, parallel universe, you know, albeit a parallel universe or what have you, 
you have to start looking at the fact that if, if you're a mass of energy as a person, and they are, do we look like they do in the same universe, Satcher? If you understand what I'm saying, it's like, you know, are they looking at us trying to talk to them going, wow, this place is loaded with humans. I mean, are they, you know, are they, are they looking at us the same way? And is that theory he's talking about, you know, is that theory he's talking about, does that, does that support that theory even further? So great stuff. Oh, it's a, it's a, yes, it's definitely a possibility. And uh, anyway, just uh, like I said, I thought, uh, thought you know, I thought you guys might get a kick out of it. Um, the reason I was going to recommend as well, though, the, the use of a random number generator, um, and I'll I'll post the link to the uh, to the main random number generator as well. Um, the reason I recommend using this test over classic forms like EVP or EMF detectors is that uh, you know you've you've heard that skeptics uh, suggest that uh, that EVP could be. Uh, uh, you know, people uh, hearing, uh, you know, hearing um, uh, randomness, uh, you know, like random static as a voice. And the thing is that with a random number generator, it's kind of a little bit more um, difficult for a skeptic to ignore. Well, yeah, I would support that theory. Yeah. So, oh, that's anyway, just, uh, I love it. Hey, wait, wait, wait. But I guess, Jeffrey, here's my, I like to play devil's advocate. Anyone that knows me knows that's one of my great delights in life, but Here's where okay. I would caution you and where I see a weakness in that method. Because when okay. I'm in the presence of a random number generator, because I am so, I vibrate super, super, super high and I affect everything around me. And a lot of times we have problems on the radio show when I get with the right combination of people. But I think if you have highly intuitive people or highly vibrational people, they might be able to grow those numbers. Because I can usually, I can work, I can stop. I could call the numbers on a random number generator probably nine out of ten times. So I guess all I'm saying oh, okay. is obviously you don't have to do that out loud. You can do that with your energy. You can do that. You know what I'm saying? I just think you have to be careful and kind of control who's in that room. Because yeah, that's, that why, that's why whenever I run... I was going to say okay. that's whenever I run the experiments. That's why whenever I run the experiments, I leave the laptop with the random numbers on it, and I walk away okay. just to make sure, sure that my own vibrational energies are not affecting it. But thanks for the tip. I'll also make sure that nobody <laughs> else gets back yeah, in as well. Thanks, I already got that. But <laughs> no, that was just my first thought that came was yeah. I you know I'm always and I know serious paranormal investigators like yourself. We always want to make sure that we try to eliminate all those things, obviously, so our data is, you know, as close to accurate as it can be, even though we all just claim, mm-hmm. like you guys have all pointed out. The other thing I wanted to, um, I guess the parallel universe is one terminology of saying it, but um, dimensions, what's your view of dimensions? Do you have any thoughts on those, Richard or Guthrie, while I have you on here, Guthrie? Uh, well, basically, the uh, like I said, uh, the way that string theory seems to posit it is basically a bunch of parallel universes inside a uh, inside a group of higher dimensions. They posit that the universe or the multiverse has uh, has somewhere between ten or eleven dimensions, and uh, that what that what happens is that a lot of the uh, a lot of these parallel universes are actually sitting. Uh, most of these uni- of these dimensions are curled up, but there's actually a higher dimension in which all these universes are sitting. And so that yeah, basically, that's, you know, I'm, it's through I'm this dimension. Right. Yeah, it's, it's through this dimension that one can actually uh, connect to the parallel universes, and uh, you know, sort of like, uh, and uh, yeah. So I, I, I kind of believe that you know that there that there are you know the the, the different dimensions as directions in space are uh, you know uh, extra dimensions are there, and also the parallel universes are also there. So it's you know it's, it does kind of make me wonder if ghosts or what have you might be coming from there, or you know, or gravitational eddies or something like that. Well, can I ask you? I'm sorry to keep you on and. 
Did you have something to add, Richard? I was going to ask him another question, but go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was, I, this is along the same lines. Have you encountered, either one of you, this is actually directed to both of you, um, have you encountered other beings, and I'm putting that in air quotes, even though you can't see me, other than the typical, and I'm putting that in air quotes, um, demon types or race, as you would say, Richard, or ghosts, have you encountered, how am I going to say this, other beings either that some people might call extraterrestrial, you know, ETs or um, unknowns or I would even say what I call um, the mystical realm as in gnomes, fairies, gargoyles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, creatures that you can't identify. Have either of you seen, captured any evidence or heard anything that froze that way? Um, I know I have uh, recently done an investigation with a gentleman that um, that's extremely, extremely fluid in his abilities. And uh, we knew we were dealing with something in the basement of this building that wasn't human, wasn't race, wasn't demonic. And what it was is basically a, a mass of energy, darker energy, that absorbs natural energy that just, it looks like a blob. Um, in his mind's oh, eye, it looks like too. a wow. wow. Thank you for saying that. I'm not so crazy. I've encountered that no. also. Okay. No, actually, you we're... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, we're sitting here. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Actually, what it is is that, uh, you know, you said that uh, what it, what has happened is, is that uh, the, in the passing of this, the only way that the, that the being was able to adapt and to actually continue on was to absorb the natural energy in the ground and, um, and from this bottom of the building where the power supplies are and everything else, and that's you know the way the way his mind eye his mind's eye sees that being that we've encountered is is a blob of, of dark energy, and the being actually has an odor to it when it passes past you. Uh, you can smell it. It's just a foul, nasty, you know, you know, <laughs> excrement, um, you know, smell. And it's this, it's it's an odd being. It's a strange, but you know, his mind's eye. Out of his mind's eye, he drew a picture of it. And he's an excellent artist, and it just looks like a blob with a face. It's odd, <laughs> really odd. Been there, done that. <laughs> Guthrie, have you encountered anything strange? Um, kind of. Uh, basically, one of the uh, one of the ent- one of the uh, uh, races I've uh, I've come across is you know. Uh, and I call them, you know, a, a sort of paradimensional entity, so to speak, is um, mm-hmm. they, they claimed that they were, um, uh, you know, they, uh, I kind of heard them as voices, and they claimed that they were uh, a, a, group of, uh, a group of entities who basically, uh, you know, tried to uh, uphold uh, balance, and, uh, balance and order throughout the multiverse. And uh, what wow. they looked like was they looked like, yeah, they looked kind of like amorphous blobs. Uh, basically think like giant amoebas, but the giant amoebas were six-dimensional beings. So basically, wow. they had like dimensions inside them and stuff like that, and it was really, and they were they they looked like they were about the size of human beings, which was also the kind of cool bit. Um, they the weird thing as well is that they also flitter, they also changed their image rapidly from this image to the classic image of an angel. So yeah, so they so they so they they alternate their their image kind of flashed in between, so to speak. It was kind of like you know. 
It was. Uh, they they said that at one point that uh, that that angels and uh, that that angels and uh, a lot of the older uh, religions of you know of, of ancient gods and what have you were apparently there were apparently they were being mistaken for them uh, at one point or another. At least that's what they claimed. So, you know, like I said, it was and, an interesting it was an interesting experience. I'll say that much. So that would fall under the category of interdimensional beings. I mean, that's just what I would call that. What you encountered. Yeah. I yeah yeah, they're they're yeah they're they're interdimensional beings of some description. So fascinating. Oh, well, Guthrie, do you want to be on my program sometime? <laughs> I can talk to you uh, for a long time. Well, sure. Too. Yeah. Well, well, sure. Like I said, I'll give you guys a. Um, actually, I'll say, uh, um, you guys have my phone number. Uh, I think uh, I think you guys have my full phone number uh, on the screen there somewhere, so you can write it down. And uh, feel free to give me a shout back anytime. Well, sure, awesome. write it down. Thank you so much. I'm writing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, definitely give me a definitely give me a shout. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'll be looking forward to hearing from you guys. I'll uh, I'll thank definitely you so found much. upon. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, so I'll also much. found upon some of the basis for ESP. Uh, it turns out that uh, it turns out that string theory also uh, may provide a, a physical explanation for how ESP and intuition and stuff like that actually work. Oh uh, yeah, maybe we could do a whole program on that. That'd be really interesting. Wow, Jennifer's yeah, really going to be calling you now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you're going to be sorry you ever called this though. <laughs> well, like I said, well, hey, that's not a problem. Like I said, just uh, like I said, just feel free to give me a shout, and you know, we can chat away. You know, we can uh, we can shoot the breeze for a couple of hours. Uh, anyway, that's yeah, I know good. you're probably waiting for other callers and stuff like that, so I should probably get off the line. But uh, hey, it was good talking to you guys. Thank you, Thank you very much. so much. Thanks for the right, contribution. I really appreciate it. Take care. I'll be in touch. All right. All right. Dr. Kimberly, catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Dr. Kimberly, before we jump off the interdimensional being subject, interdimensional being subject, I just wanted to run mm-hmm. my, real quick, my two or three. Now, the first two, you're going to laugh at me, but my my neighbor my neighbor, uh, Mrs. R, I'll just call her Mrs. R, she was a very Catholic, devoted, spiritual lady. Well, when I was growing up, number one, this sounds crazy, I'm not Catholic, but I saw a vision of the Mother Mary in her garden. I saw an apparition of the Mother Mary in her garden. It was very peaceful. I was about 10 years old. I really didn't know about that kind of thing. I just know I saw that. Now, here's the part where you're going to laugh. Also, uh, a couple years after that, I saw something that looked like Darth Vader in her yard. It wasn't Darth Vader. It wasn't, you know, a human being, but it looked like Darth Vader, and it just scared the willies out of me. The third thing is that my mother wouldn't mind me saying this, but she had this tremendous problem for a few years where she said that this spirit would appear to her as a gigantic lizard. And that sounds so crazy. But she, if she was here right now, she'd say, I swear on the Bible this is true. And it was about seven feet tall. And, it, you know, she didn't like the way it interacted with her. I mean, obviously, it wasn't Barney. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was... It was a very intense experience for her, and yeah. I've heard other people have similar issues. Yeah. That was a draconian. That's, that's like extra terrestrial you have to read. So it sounds like. What do you think about that, Richard, about the lizard manifestation? Uh, you know, um, 
I, I haven't had that experience, but the thing of it is is that, you know, certain people are able to see things better than others. Um, you know, like I said, that gentleman down in the basement of that building was able to see that being. I couldn't mm. see that. You know, I mean, it, it just depends on, on how good, I think, how good anyone's abilities are, um, you know, and what those abilities are. You know, mine is, you know, hey, there are five in the room. I can tell you that right now. I hope there's four. One just left. You know, it's, that's about <laughs> the extent of my abilities. And then, now they've gotten to a point where these things are actually able to tell me things in my head, and I'm able to hear what they're saying without having to have EVPs running. So it's kind of gotten a little bit weirder for me, but, um, you know, I mean, I'm not telling any of that. I'm being clear audience, Mr. Richard. You're becoming more clear audience, like. Like Kara and I are. It's a blessing and a curse. Welcome to the club. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to absorb it, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all can talk. I think that makes me, like, so serious. Like, I'm a Korean, too. But Richard Kara and I can talk about, like, our own little, like, fascinating tangents, like, all day, obviously. So we're going to kind of pull it back in the subject. And we're going to start playing EVPs, which I promised everybody. And we're running out of time because I'm, like, so into this, uh, the other directions. I love all the quantum theories and all that. But, anyway, that's another show. So, um, a couple things. you want to start? I guess, do you know if I have any of the EVPs that you were talking about from, like, the darker energies research that you were talking about from Hale Far? Do I have any of those? Yeah. Um, on the ones I sent you on the list, the ones that don't get close, um, that one's, that one's nasty. That one's talking. Okay, hold on. Don't go away. Hold on. This is bad. You guys have me being the tech person. That is not a good thing. You yeah. Know. I can be an EVP. I can be an EVP. I'm here. <laughs> I'm hungry. Stop. Stop because I'm trying to look for this. Stop it. You guys talk while I look for this. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I said everybody needs to get their earpiece zeros on. Dr. Kimberly. Hey, Kara. Hey, Kara. Yes. Yes. Uh, She's she's not prepared for my EVPs. I don't know if she actually listened to them, but she's not prepared for my EVPs. I have so many. So many. Did you turn down the bachelorette, or did you have that going on? Okay, this is not Tell Kim's Secret Vice program. That is another show. I don't get paid enough for that. Keep going. We're friends because I keep being a... Keep going. That would be horrible. I thought I downloaded that. Hold on. I have this. It's it's not the Why Don't You Leave Me Alone. It's Don't Get Close, right? Yeah, it's Don't Get Close is what it says. Don't Get Close. So Why Don't You Leave Me Alone is for yours. Oh. It is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the male voice says, why don't you leave me alone? Well, let's play that for fun. Oh, wait, wait, I think I just found it. Oh, no, don't go away. That's not it. That's a different oh, no, you want to hear don't, no, you want to hear don't go away. Can we play that? Oh, go ahead. She's not prepared, okay. Kara, but go ahead. <laughs> Stop. Richard, be nice. I might accidentally lose you. Okay, we're going to play. Okay, could you set this up for us? I'm going to play the Don't Go Away. Can you set it up? Is there any setup for it, Richard? Yeah, actually, we're taping a show at Hell's Bar now, and we're on the second floor overlooked uh, to the powerhouse. And my wife, bless her heart, now Kara saw the wife before her show. We were, She was on the camera shooting, and this is the first time I've ever had to bleep my wife out. 
um, when she heard oh. it through because it was disembodied and it was so loud that it freaked everybody out. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it.
Yeah, we don't. I mean, we just give it to you exactly how it is. I mean, some of these are so low, I wouldn't even send them. I heard them. You can hear them with, you know, with earphones. But, you know, some of them were just that low. It just didn't make sense to send them over. Um, but, you know, the majority of them, that are, the ones we caught that night, we caught 57. Oh, my goodness. That night. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of lends itself to the availability of about 25 that are, you know, class A or clear. So we sent some of the really good ones. And this is all, most all the ones that are done in the house part and I sent. Uh, Kimberly were actually on our last show. Okay, I've got it. So set it up. I'm ready. Okay, which one am I setting up? <laughs> Go deeper? The one you set, the one I didn't download, the Don't Get Close one. Oh, Don't Get Close, yeah. That, again, was on the second floor in the overlook area. And uh, the environment changed, and I could feel it change, and it, it concerned me because that's another area where I've had uh, a demonic activity in before. And and I was a little, a little concerned. I started getting a little more cognizant of what was going on around me and feeling energy changes, and then, you know, we're talking, and we all hear this, but when we play back the audio, this nasty, I fully believe, demonic Entity is just taking its nail and going across the cement as much as to say, shut up. You know, wow. just, trying to, just trying to lay his prowess out there. And it's obvious. I mean, it sounds like somebody taking a, a really sharp fingernail and just going right across the cement wall. Ooh, okay, let's listen. Here is, here is some health bar. Area right there. Whoa. 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 That gave me the shivers. That went up my yeah. back. We're gonna play yeah, it one that's... more time. I'm gonna turn it up a tiny bit. We're gonna listen again. I love, I love his whoa. That's hilarious. Area right there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what people don't understand is, is that you're listening this real time. So you know, you're you're hearing the conversations of everybody around you. And then this thing pops in, and it's not visibly there, you know. And it just kind of throws you a curveball because you're sitting there going, where did this come from, you know. So you go well, from normal conversations to this. That's really true because when we were investigating, I was investigating um, Prospect Place with Erie Paranormal. And you know what? I This is the part, if anyone knows me, I am like action, action, action. Like I do 10 things at once, and I don't like to be bored. So ghost hunting is really not for me very much because what people don't see on your shows, on the radio shows, on the TV, they don't see all the time where absolutely nothing, 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 yeah. whether you're psychic or not. I mean, sometimes I can detect no energy other than the very bored people that are sitting next to me. So we were sitting there for, I swear it was a half hour. And so what you don't know, you're sitting there for a half hour, there's no energy, you start talking more than you should, which you shouldn't, you know, and you talk, start talking louder than you should, and then something really startling happens. Then we had a little flashlight that we had on one of the tables, and it went scatter scattering across the floor, like somebody just knocked it off with the back of their hand really violently. So when you're in this, you, they kind of log you into that false security. So when he says, whoa, it's kind of that startle factor. It's not that we're necessarily scared. Sometimes you are. But it's more, don't you think, like a startle factor? Like there's nothing, 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 and then there's something. Yeah, I think, you know, in places like Hell's Bar Dam, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll make you a deal. If you ever decide to come to Tennessee, we'll investigate Hell's Bar Dam. I guarantee you, you'll enjoy yourself. Oh, it's on. Tara, road trip. Oh, yeah, Dr. Kimberly. 
<laughs> Dr. Kimberly, as I've told you, I plan on going to Tennessee sometime to powwow with them, so maybe we can make it a gigantic event and just meet out there. Oh uh, yeah, not not without me. You're not going. I'm I'm there. That sounds like fun. You're gonna have some visitors. Billy Joel's like, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be all right. We'll find and a place for you guys. Don't worry about it. I cannot imagine. Can you imagine yours and my energy with his and his team? That is called oh. a ramped up, amped up investigation. <laughs> Because you will get evidence and see things that you have never seen before when I'm there, I'm telling you. And it's double trouble with Kira and I, so you better be yeah. careful about who you invite, sister. I'm not scared. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> I love having Yeah. I'm going to play a couple of mine, then I'm going to go to yours. Um, this is an obvious one, and I haven't listened to it in a while. You listen to it. I think it's pretty clear, but this is one of my favorite stories, and I've told it on Kara's show, I've told it on Brian's show, I've told it on my show, but... They were doing, Erie Turner was doing an investigation in my home, and they were in my living room. And kind of like what um, Richard and Guthrie were talking about, I think maybe Richard was talking about it, but, um, you know, he said, I wonder what they think of us. So one of the things Gary always asks, or usually asks, and I think you can hear it on here, he said something like, what do you think we look at like, or what do we look like? And this is what it says. So I'm going to let you guys listen to it, and then I'll tell you what we think it says. So I'm going to go ahead and play that. Okay, so you didn't hear the first part, which he said. What do we look like? What do you guys think it said? Sarah, uh, it said. <laughs> what did you say, Richard? I said they're all huge. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Well, what's so funny about that is, well, and as Richard knows, the ovulus doesn't say sentences. That's what's so interesting about this. It's not the, that's not how it's designed. It doesn't say sentences. But that said so clearly in a total sentence, totally made sense in an intelligent response, and then it blew up. It didn't work. Well, I think it, like, overpassed itself with that <laughs> sentence. It's usually an ovulus delivers one word at a time with space in between, but um, what's so funny about that, and I'm not trying to put them down at all, but they're, they're big, big, big guys, and a lot of times, it's kind of weird, other than like ghost adventures, a lot of the teams do have bigger guys, and I don't know, I don't know what it is, but, you know, they're tall, and they're broad, and they're, they're just really, really big guys, so I thought that was the most, I think that's one of the most hilarious things I've ever heard in my life in the paranormal, I just think it's funny that they have whatever entities were in my house. <laughs> Have a sense of humor. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what's funny is if you look at it, 100 years ago, the average man was only 5'4". Are you serious? Wow. Well, yeah. That's true, too. Wow, yeah. You're saying you don't have to be big for their perspective to be that, depending who's saying yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like mean, I'm, I'm only 5'. <laughs> well, see, I'm 6'4". Um, I was a bouncer and a bodyguard for a number of years, and you know, I'm a big guy, and uh, compared to even Mark, and I don't know if you've ever seen my show, but compared to Mark, he's my mini-me. I mean, he's only five foot four. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I look like a monster compared to him. I love it. Okay, let's play some more hails. Um, so I've got, um, okay, could you set up Go Deeper for us? 
Yeah, Go Deeper actually is a is an EVP my wife got, and uh, we were in a place called Mary's Corner in the tunnels in the Hills Bardam, which is a pretty famous area. And she, we felt something move or say something right in the area you're at, and then she actually asked a question, and she gets the answer. Go deeper to her question. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play it again and turn it up. I could hear it. Did you hear it, Kara? Um, it, went, uh, it went a little quick for me, so just turn it back up and I'll be able to hear it. I can't back up. He only gave me two seconds, so listen carefully. Oh, oh yeah, I, I hear it. it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty loud, almost a half-talk, half-whisper. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Is that like a lure? Was it lure? I think this is the energy. I mean, reading the energy to me, that's like a lure. I don't know if that was a good go deeper. I would kind of say it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. It was. It's. It was pretty loud. It was. Uh, that actually was disembodied. I was able to hear it in a chair without my earphones huh? in. So. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Okay, and then let's see. I'm blind. Is this a mama? Is there a mama on this one? Yeah. Mama Mama is Mary's um the little girl Mary that you know that sometimes talked to us, you know, don't go away and um there's a residual track of this and I'm a big believer that there's pieces of the puzzle that that happen. And I think everybody leaves a in a magnetic trace and traumatic events in their life. And that becomes residual energy. Um and that becomes residual haunting in certain areas. Mary herself, I believe, is very interactive. She's an interested direct questions with us and everything else. But there's a portion of a traumatic event that, that left a magnetic uh-huh. trace in in this corner that every time we've gone to Hell's Bar, the same exact thing gets said all the time in this particular Aww. area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, I'm going to go ahead and play that. It's a little faint. Did you hear it, Tara? I heard it, but um, turn it up and play it one more time, please. Okay, ma'am. I'm sorry, I'm an old lady, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. <laughs> yeah, that that again was disembodied. I, I'm going to yeah. follow up on what you just said about residual energy, and this is not commonly known. I learned this like years and years and years ago. In college, I'm kidding. But um, I was in my undergraduate degrees in communications, shockingly enough. And one of the things, one of the first things we learned is that every word, every musical sound, every sound has a frequency. And that frequency, interestingly enough, piles up in the walls and structures and floors and ceilings of buildings, churches, you know, whatever. And you, there are machines, interestingly enough. Like the frequency of my voice, for example, there are machines that you can tune to the frequency of my voice. This is crazy stuff, but this is scientific fact. You can pull out, like you can go in my bedroom, and you can pull out, or in my living room, or wherever I've been, my office, and pull out every single word I have ever uttered in that room. It's layer upon layer upon layer, starting with the most recent thing you said. How crazy is that? Crazy. That's nice. That, that proves residual energy right there, you guys, right? 
So you just right. trigger the right frequency or the right energy, and you shake that loose. That's what I believe. No, I believe it. I think it's cool because I love science. I just I don't believe everything is science. I believe there's a lot of things in life that are faith. But really, I believe that God is, like, the most amazing, logical God, and everything does fit really, really well together. When you start learning some of these little-known things, it just amazes me. It makes sense. And I, I like to make sense when I can. So, okay, um, next. Let me see what else we got. We've got another hail, and it says, I don't know what this means. Mark, twice, powerhouse. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, Mark's, um, poor Mark. Mark has had... His name called in about every investigation we've ever done. Uh, mine's occasional, about 30% of the time. His is 97, 98% of the time. And it drives him completely insane. And and we were in Hales, of course, in the beginning of the show taping, filming. We heard it once. Um, this is uh, twice now we've heard Mark's name called in the powerhouse. In the middle of this room, it just says, Mark. <laughs> and it freaks him out every single time Bless his heart But it, it just happens all the time But that's what it is Mark twice in a powerhouse It's for the second time that night During that show It happens again Wow Okay Let's hear it I just heard Mark's name I heard it once I heard it once I'm going to play it again And see if I can hear it Did you hear it Kara and Sam? Oh I heard it once very clearly is it, be- is it before or after that clear mark that it's like? Well, let me let me clarify a little bit. It's only said once, but this is the second time tonight, so it's marked twice. Oh, it's, uh, okay. It so happened once, now this is twice. Yeah. Okay, I get you. I get you. Okay, hold on. I don't want to hear that again. That was loud. I just heard Mark's name. I love it. Poor guy. Why do you think they call his name? You know, we we've had massive discussions about that in this this it's easy for a Brezzy voice to say Mark. Um than mm-hmm. it is to say Richard. You know, uh, I think that has something to do with it. That plus they know it gets to them. Um uh, and, and that's okay. you know, and that's just this this their way of playing with him because it makes them nervous every time we've been somewhere and it happens. And of course, you know, these things at a certain level of power have the ability to understand what you're thinking. Um, you know, if you're nervous about something, you're going to talk about it. He even talked about it that night prior on a, on a prior oh, incident when we heard it the first time. Okay. And he's like, okay. and, you know, okay. he, he, I could just see them sitting there going, oh, watch this, you know. <laughs> and it just, let's mess with Mark again. So they do it. They do it. And Dr. Yeah, we Kimberly, are not alone. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. I, I, was, I was wondering if you could tap into – uh, why that would be. I mean, Mark is such a great guy. He's such a sweet and nice person. Uh, you know, kind of quiet. Isn't he kind of quiet, Richard? Well, Mark is. Mark is, Mark is the quiet version of me. Um, good for him. I think I have an answer for you. I don't want to call him out, and I don't I don't know if you would deny this, but I read energy, and this is my one of my little things. Energy doesn't lie, people do, and sometimes people don't lie on purpose, we all lie to ourselves. But the energy that I read in Mark, and it's not negative, it just is, he has a more, um, I would call it a tentative energy, or a, I don't want to say an 
anxious energy or a nervous energy, and I feel it right in his stomach, like deep in the pit of his stomach, so I'm not sure he exhibits that outwardly, but I actually think he's a little more tentative than some of the other other people on your team. He just feels so, and I think that's what they're reading. They may be reading his thoughts. Definitely some entities and intelligences have that ability, but I think probably he's broadcasting that anxiety on some level, and they love playing with that. They just like to, you know, play well, with that. I wish I had a prize to give you because oh. Mark, <laughs> ta-da, uh, what do we have for her, Johnny? Um, <laughs> what, what we have here is, is, is Mark, you know, he's not really open to admit this, but Mark has got an anxiety disorder. And the problem with Mark is it's hard because when he's, you know, when he's doing the show, he's come a ton of ways. But Mark is doing the show. He's nervous about being on camera. He's nervous about where we're at. And he's dealing with all this extremely well, but he's he's got this anxiety disorder that's, I mean, he actually takes medication for it. But to have a guy that has anxiety disorder to be in front of a camera is, whoa. You know, I mean, he, he's doing it extremely well for a guy that has that kind of an anxiety disorder. And uh, so, you know, his angst is broadcast, as you said. And that's that's part of what I try to explain to him as well. But, you know, for him to, to see that is a little hard sometimes. I'm sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to call. I didn't mean to call. I really, and I hesitated. I really didn't mean to call him out. Never ask me a question. Is this not true, Kara and Corrine? Never ask me a question that you don't want the truth about because I'm pretty accurate. <laughs> no, and he's, a, he's actually very fine with it. <laughs> no, he's, he's extremely fine with it. He's, he understands where he's at in it, and he doesn't cover it up. But, you know, when he's doing the show with me and he's on camera, he's having to deal with all of that, you know, which, you know, he's nervous about being on camera. He's nervous about saying the wrong thing. He's nervous about, you know. So he, he just explodes this anxiety out, and you can see it. He's tense. You can tell it, and I'm sure if I'm able to read it, they're able to read it. <laughs> so we have to look at that right. as well. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And so he, go ahead, Sarah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, and before we move on, I just want to add out there, Mark, I suffer from anxiety too. I totally know where you're coming from, so that way he doesn't feel alone <laughs> with us talking about it. I think a lot of people do. So, Mark, I'm a part of your club. Yay. <laughs> Make me feel bad, Kara. Way to go. <laughs> okay, moving on. We'll move on from you, Mark. We apologize. <laughs> okay, singing. This is another hail singing. Can oh, yeah. Set that up? Yeah, actually, this is a this is an odd one. Hail's Bar is full of some really strange EVPs. Now, we're again in, in Mary's, tunnel, Mary's Corner in the Tunnels. And we've heard something, not sure what. And right towards the end of this EVP, you'll hear something yodeling and singing. Hmm. It just yodels. Okay. You <laughs> it's think strange. so? We'll see what we think. Okay. Give me your impression. That was a little kid. Did you say something? Did you hear that? I'm playing that again. Hold on. That was a little kid. Did you say something? Did you hear that? Oh, now, yeah, I heard it very clear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very clear. Did you hear that, Kimberly? Yeah, I was just trying to. It's, it's just a different energy. It's interesting. That's just interesting. I don't know what to make of that, really. That's interesting. Hmm. 
that was residual. Residual? No. No, I don't. They love playing with you. No, they love playing with you in that building. And it's just they like capturing your attention with the strangest things they can say and do. Um, and that's that's just something we've never even heard before in that building. We've been there about 12 times, and we've never heard that before. So, you know, it's like, um, Go ahead. it's like America's Got Talent, ghost style. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. If the ghost meter goes off, you're you're into the next round. Richard, why is that place so active? You know, um, I've had a lot of people ask me that. It started out being Cherokee Indian territory. Uh, Then they stole the land from the Indians, and Chief Dragon Canoe, who ran that particular territory for the Cherokee, damned the land. He He just cursed the land and said, if anybody settles here, there's going to be blood. They started building this dam, and from the time the dam was started, it was just always in a constant state of disrepair. One problem after another problem after another problem. When they finally shut the dam down, um, you know, this little town revolving around this dam because, you know, parents were employed there. Kids went to school under the dam across the river to the other side of the school. There was a little general store there, and people had their lives there. Then when the dam shut down, everybody lost everything. There were riots. There was a murder, a um, couple of murders. People shot there. Um, you know, just some really dark, nasty history of the building. And then, uh, you know, what happened was when the TVA bought the land in 1939, they built another dam six miles downriver, and they were going to close Hell's Bar Dam. And they did that. Well, they flooded the land, and when they flooded the land, they flooded grave sites and didn't move the grave. Oh. Yeah. And, oh. I mean, there were a massive amount of graves in the water, and we talk about that in the history piece of the show. Um, you know, in the beginning of the show, we do a history piece, and it talks about the graves being on the water. It even shows a picture of it that we took. Um, uh-huh. And it's just it's, 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 it's awful. <laughs> So the place has got a lot of dark history. So why it is what it is, I have no idea. But, wow, I couldn't pinpoint every nasty thing that happened there to save my life. And there's some things that I've seen there, got evidence of, that have an intuition of, that I don't like. I mean, about children. really bothers me. Um, uh, yeah, and every time I go there and I hear kids' voice, I freak a little bit because I'm like, oh, I have an idea what they're going for. Yeah, I don't like um, that. I don't Ah, that brings up a great question that I, I mean, because we're winding down at the end of the show and I want to get in on my questions. Um, what is your opinion about, because I struggle with this. I, I know what I believe, but I want your take on it. What is your opinion of non-residual, not talking residual, active child hauntings? What do you think about that? You're talking about active, I'm sorry, active intelligent what? Well, child, children. Like, oh, you think yeah. That, Children are children, or do you think there's something else? Or do you think things can disguise themselves as children? Or what do you think about all that? I I struggle with that um, as well. Yeah. Here's the reason why I struggle with that, because, you know, being raised in the Bible, the Bible mm-hmm. says that God will take care of those who are not able to take care of themselves until you reach the age of accountability. The yep. age of accountability is engaged somewhere around 15, 16 years old. So for me to hear an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old girl's voice concerns me. Now, the scientific portion of my thought process is it's not a kid. It's another entity, probably a race, 
throwing back a voice and trying to get our attention. Uh But as far as knowing if there's a child there... I'm sorry? No, so... So that so do you have a definitive theory or these are just like your no. two ways of thinking? No. No, I mean I battle back and forth with it. Yeah, me too. How about you, Tara? I just know that, you know, when I hear children's EVPs, there's a certain tension that comes to me. Like I've heard EVPs with children in them that have literally bothered me for two or three days. And just like you guys said, how you struggle with it, I struggle with it, too. You know, I I pray to God. I'm like, dear God, I pray that that is a residual memory and it's not something that's active. But I still haven't come to any conclusions myself. Yeah, I'm with you guys. No. Okay. So let's move on to, is this, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Etowa Boarding House? How do you say that? At a, you know, yeah, at a wild boarding house, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what well, can you tell us about that, and then we can play some EVPs from there? That was a property that we were managing for the last year. It was owned by a, a really nice older couple that approached us about investing in a place because the man of, of the business and the owner had seen a child's apparition upstairs in the third floor, which used <laughs> to be a boarding house, which is completely empty. So we mm-hmm. investigated a place and came across and went, uh, oh, yeah. You're, you've got activity, and, you know, what do you want to do from here? And he said, well, I, you know, I'm on sharing it with the public. So we were holding tours there and overnight investigation bookings there, and we had a great relationship with it. Well, his wife uh, suffered from cancer, and she was getting worse as time went along, so he said, decided to sell the business off. When he had, the guy that bought the business said, well, I'm going to turn it into a church. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. okay. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, he's got the trifecta <laughs> of paranormal activity. He's got an already active building, which I've already proven to be a vortex. Then he's going to ah. go ahead. Uh, oh, yeah. Then he's going to go ahead and, and remodel the place. Then, just to really top it all off with a cherry on top, he's going to make it a church. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Before you go on for one second, could you, I mean, some people listening are listening to the replay. We have a lot of people listening to the replay. I'm going to plug the heck out of this thing. But could you explain what you mean by vortex, please? Yeah, it's a doorway. Um, it's it's a portal. Some people call it a portal. Some people call it a vortex. Uh, it's just a doorway. You know, there's always when they come in and out of um, this particular building, it sounds odd because it actually is a door leading to an empty alley. Um, we would put a you know K2 meter near it or a ghost meter pro near it, and it would just blow off the charts. So yeah. I did in, in the EVP session just point blank ask, you know, what does this door mean to you? And we get back wow. one that says, we come and go from here. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, so what else? And it says, it gives us power. So Ooh. I'm sorry, that's uh, hands down, I'm good. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a vortex. <laughs> that's a vortex. So you're going to go ahead and do that kind of stuff. Okay, so this guy, okay, so this guy was going to make it a church, then what happened? Have well, you guys, did he make it a church, or what happened? Well, what happened was we had our last tour there. It was April 28th, not too long ago. We didn't really promote it very well. Not, nobody showed up. It was kind of our way of saying, yeah, we're going to do a tour. Probably not. We're going to do an investigation. So we didn't really promote it very well at all. Okay. 
So our last actual investigation there was April 20th. Now, we're asking, you know, EVP sessions, we've actually felt somewhat of a kinship with this building and, and the entities in it because they've always, you know, they, they've never failed us on the tour. They've always performed. Uh-huh. I hate saying that word, but it's the truth. They've always performed for the visitors that have come there. They've always blown people's doors off of the activity in the place. And, you know, mm-hmm. we just want to pay a slight homage to thanking them for, you know, for the, the service that they've done with us to educate the public and to show people uh-huh. what this is really all about. So Mark, um, during the course of one, one of the EVP sessions, and I didn't send this because, frankly, it kind of disturbs me a little bit, he says in the EVP session, you know, how do you feel about them turning this into a church? Well, a male class AEP comes across and says, help me hurt him. <gasps> what? Yeah. What, Will? It said, it, the help. entity, when Mark asked, how do you feel about the making this into a church, the entity said, help me hurt him. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh. So, and then I get a call from him uh, recently, and he said, what's going on in this building? I said, I told you. You're making a mistake doing what you're trying to do with this building. It's, it's not designed for this. And he said, well, I can't keep a renovation crew in here to save my life. Ah. So he said, then I got hit the other day by a two-by-four that was leaning up against the wall that came up and hit oh. me in the back. And yeah. I said, look, I'm going to tell you one time, because he's a complete skeptic. I said, I'm going to tell you one time whether you believe me or not. Don't do what you're doing. You know, let, let somebody come in there, us or whomever, come in there and clean it out, because you've got some serious problems. And I said, and frankly, I don't know if I can, because that's a portal, and I don't know if I'm good enough to be able to close it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So he's had some issues since then, and he's actually not gotten anybody else in here to be able to reclaim the building. But we've actually gotten some evidence in that building, audio evidence from males. Uh, that's of adult nature to another male. If you understand what I'm saying. Um, so, wow. you know, again, you've got the trifecta of paranormal activity in a building, and then you're going to go ahead and make it a church. I want to be there for the first service. <laughs> I just want to be there for the first service. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, the boarding house, okay. uh, yeah, crazy. <laughs> okay, so we've got hurry two, which I assume there's somewhere there's a hurry one. Not that it says hurry twice. I'm learning, right? Is that? You got it. There you go. That's kind of our little encoding system. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to play that. Is there any setup for this? No, actually, it was just trying to just trying to get us up to the third floor to talk to everybody that was up there. So we were downstairs oh. on our first floor talking, and they're like, hurry up. You know? You know it's all like going to the third floor. I mean, going up to the third floor to talk to you guys, and you know, hey, we were just doing an EVP session talking about going to the third floor, and we get this, hurry up. You know, so it was okay. kind of interesting. Okay, let's play it. Are there more of you upstairs than there are here? That was, like, freaking clear. That was oh, yeah. so clear. Yeah. That, I'm playing again. Yeah, I like great. that. That is, so, I'm playing again. That's a good one. I like it. Are there more of you upstairs than there are here? Yeah. That's not anything. Can't twist that around. That clearly nope. says that. Okay, this no. is hurt in the something is the next. Oh, this is a different one. This is the BR, what, to something house. I'm blind, and this is tiny. So is that a different building? 
this Tiffonia or what is that? Tiftonia? Oh, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I'm sorry. What does it say? It says hurt in the something. S O M E S. Yeah. We were taping a show um, in this house, and this private home lady wanted us to tape a show and educate people about paranormal. That it happens in homes as much as it happens in crazy buildings. And this home, Tiftonia, just a brief background. Tiftonia was the last bloody battle of the Civil War when when the South got pushed down from the north across the river in Chattanooga. That a lot of people died in Tiftonia, which is the place where they landed. So in this house, we had things like Indian battle drums in the middle of the hallway, distant behind. I mean, we had crazy stuff happen. And in this particular bedroom was a son's bedroom to the lady that owned the home. And uh, he, we got several times about a soldier being hurt or I'm, I'm, I'm in pain. And then, you know, I'm telling my daughter to move, and she hits a bookcase with her ankle, and then you hear the CVP. Why won't any of you... Did you hear anything, Kara? Yeah, I, I heard the first word, hurt. Um, if you replay it, I'll, I'll be able to pick up more. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Okay. Why won't any of you... I heard that. I did. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, and then we have another 2-1, kid moaning, too, and that goes back. Sorry, guys, I'm kind of jumping around to the Etowah boarding house. Is there a setup for that? Well, yeah, we were on the third floor, and, my gosh, it was like probably an hour and a half long. Every once in a while, we'd hear a kid moan, woot. I mean, you hear the woot, you know, just <laughs> weird stuff, and and it just wouldn't stop. And we just, you know, we just haven't pulled this one out of the mix to be able to send you, but yeah, it's it's a it's a kid moaning and that always bugs me, but I yeah, only believe I it's a kid that's one, been seen in the building. Yeah, it bugs me. Uh-oh. I think it's a kid that's I'm been seen in the building. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Plug your ears, Kara. One went after the other went after the other. Oh, an hour and a half or two hours or something? Whoa! <laughs> that was right here. Okay, play it one more time. Yeah, me too. Okay. What part is it? One went after the other, went after the other. About, about an hour and a half or two hours? Whoa! That was right here. It's more like a whimper in the middle, Kara. Did you hear it? Yeah, I caught it the second I, time. I, I, yeah. I would call it more of a whimper than a moan, but, yeah, definitely not a pleasant sound no. at all. No. I don't know what to attribute it to, but, yeah, it sends chills in my spine every time I hear it. What does this back pocket mean? Back pocket at a wild boarding house? Yeah, back pocket's funny. Uh, we, we, myself, Jeremy, the lead investigator, Mark, uh, we all wear, you know, what I call the man pants, six pocket utility pants. They're 9-11 tactical pants, and they have six pockets. And we carry our equipment in them, you know, so we can have them accessible without having to carry them all in our hands. And I, and I was looking for my Ghost Meter Pro, and then we hear this CVP. And that's where it was. Okay. Oh, I get Okay. Do you know what it says? I can't quite make it out. Did you, Kara? 
What did it say? I heard it talking. I just couldn't it's more exactly. Towards, yes. It's more towards the end. It's about three quarters way through is when it begins. Okay. Let me, okay. Let's listen to it again. Okay, Richard, I hear it talking. What is it saying? Yeah, some of the stuff it's yeah, some of the stuff is hard to make out, but the, the back pocket is what I got out of it. There's other stuff in there that it's just saying. Um, but it got, I got back pocket out of it because that's what my ghost reader pro was. And I was looking yeah, for it. And he goes, back pocket. That's hilarious. Yes, yeah, I heard the back say, pocket like, part of it. I heard, I heard the, the back yeah, pocket. I heard the, the T's real hard, real clear. The, the end yeah. of that word is really enunciated. Okay. Um, then there's this Richard, then get up. Does it really say that whole thing? Yeah, it says like Richard. <laughs> yeah. It says Richard faintly in the beginning, and it says, get up. Because I was sitting on the floor. And oh, uh, it. Yeah, he wanted me up. He wanted me up to go to the third floor, so. Okay, I'm going to play this. Yeah, I'm not, not. going to play it. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is called interference, people. But we'll try it again. Hold on.
at 11 a.m. is Get Glowing with my good friend, Miss Jennifer, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of things. I don't know really what we're going to be talking about yet. Probably something to do with what I do in vibration and energy healing, so if you guys want to listen to that, again, it's called Get Glowing, and I will be on Friday at 11 a.m. And, Kara, I don't do have a lot of time to say goodnight to you, but I love you. Thank you for being on the show. Strange days indeed. Tell me really quickly what your next show is, what time, and then I'll let Karen close us. Next Wednesday, after Dr. Kimberly's show, The Secret of Everything, uh, tune into my show, blogtalkradio.com slash strange days. Indeed, I'll have psychic medium Melinda Carver on. It's always a fabulous time when she's on. All right. Thank you so much, Carol. We love you, and have a good evening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, hon. Okay, Kareem, take us out. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> you can always... <laughs> You can, always you, find us. <laughs> you can always find us at Serenity, www.serenitynaturalwellness.com, Serenity Wellness, or Dr. I mean, Kimberly McGeorge on Facebook, or Serene Wellness at, on Twitter. Uh, if you want the book, please email her at dr.kim.ste at gmail.com. And Dr. Kimberly will be given an energy class technique, I mean, energy technique in Columbus, Ohio on June. You're listening to The Secret of Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 